Stop trying to think of funny things to say. Just because, okay, so everyone <laughs> last week thought you was fucking hilarious, but now you're going to try and think of funny things. So I you can't think you... of funny things. So is that what you're doing? Is it you're going to sit there playing on your iPad while we... No. I'm going to sit down with my new hoodie. You're very proud of that, aren't you? I do, I like it. My little bargain basement bargain. So... Good evening, husband. Good evening, wife. Um, last week's podcast was pretty successful, to be fair. I, I was happy with it. Oh, is that my cue? Oh, well, you're not, well, you're not happy. <laughs> fucking hell. It's, this, we're going to call this the dentist podcast because it's like fucking pulling teeth. Oh, oh, oh. You know, like when I stop talking... It helps if you start talking. Yeah, I know the rules of engagement. Okay. Because you're supposed to be like this super duper, I keep selling you as a 23-year <laughs> veteran mental health nurse, and I'm sat there going, so... I would pitch it a bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking talk to people for a living. It should be me that struggles. I ignore people on a daily basis. For free. For free. Yeah, they get fucking paid for it. But no, it was quite successful, do you think? I think F so. 54, 54 people watched it. I know it doesn't make us Joe Rogan. <laughs> it doesn't make us like fucking two bears, one cup or whatever that was. What? Is that what it was called? Oh no, two bears, one cave. What? That was the podcast. What's two bears got to do with anything? Because that's the name of the podcast. Two bears, one cave. But we ain't got a cave. I know we haven't. We got a house. Stop trying to be funny. It's not going to work this week. <laughs> we have got an house. We've got um, two cubs. Yeah. That's, that's not how you spell it. It doesn't end in a B. It ends in an N and a T. <laughs> so it's probably 50, 54 or 55 people is probably more than I'll talk to all year. So, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that wasn't just you going on. Go, fucking hell, this has got to be successful. It's just going to be Marty for a week. Bringing all your friends, going, can you just... I don't know, 54 people. Just put the fucking podcast on. Put it, Just put it on repeat. Or just watch it 54 just times. Just watch it, watch it, watch More. it. Thank, thank you, Claire. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Sarah. Get, get everybody at work. Get it, on, get it on the telly at work. Get everyone watching it. Everyone you know. Yeah, I've got 23 staff members. <laughs> Yeah, I know he is really fucking annoying, but just mute him and it's fine. You don't even have to watch it. It's like online training. <laughs> <laughs> just mute it, minimise your screen, do something else. This is probably more helpful than online training. Yeah, probably. To be fair. I don't know. So my fire awareness safety training said, what would you do in the event of a blocked fire exit? A, would you remove the blockage? B, would you let your manager know? C, A and B. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell Rachel. She's not interested. She's not in the building. And I got it wrong. Hi, yeah, I'm just uh, ringing to let you know the fire exits. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't want to feel about it. Maybe we could do with some training. Tell us what to do with the fire exits blocked. But yeah, there's a few questions that said, tell your manager. It's like, well, my manager's not going to do out about it. Not because she's like not a good manager, but just because she's not here. I'm the manager. I did the safeguard training with the FA to do the coaching for Isaac's team. And the questions were, if you if you need to speak to a player one-to-one, -one, how do you do it? And honestly, it was this bad. Do you do it somewhere public where people can see you? 
So you take the child alone into a bathroom. <laughs> they might as well have just gone. Here you go, pass the training. Stop it, that's awful. <laughs> well, it's not though, because when you think about safeguard training, the idea isn't to catch people out because no one's going to who's who genuinely is going to go do that oh shit i was going to be a football coach but i'm not allowed to touch them when they're naked oh well that's me out then <laughs> they're not gonna are they i guess not it's fucking so stupid <laughs> anyway um what was you talking about episode two pedophilia <laughs> what the fuck um we should have had some ground rules of like what's what's off the cards to discuss. I mean, we did say politics last week, but no, I think I'd rather talk about politics and pedophilia. Yeah, but in a, in a serious. Okay, so let's just let's just talk. Let's put it this way, right? So anything I say, can you will be used against me? Now, anything I say is togging cheek. And I think sometimes, well, I genuinely believe that serious subjects should be approached with a certain amount of humour. There's a difference between taking the piss out of someone because they were beaten up. Ha ha, look at you, you've been beaten up. And being able to raise awareness of really serious issues, like the fact that for some reason in the UK, we have this idea. Sorry, did, did you need to play your game are you sure you got crystals or something that you no, need to i need to turn it off and i was thinking my coffee cup's empty fucking made one first time we stop the videos we'll make a coffee and then we'll come we'll reconvene then we'll look hard because we'll be talking no coffee cup and we'll have a coffee cup would you want to pause all the videos three minutes in and go make a coffee <laughs> no. what like so before this podcast started, right, I fetched the tripods, I set up the three cameras, I sorted out the microphones, I went to the gym and fetched the magnet for this tripod. He got tripped up by the dog. I sorted the dog out. You didn't sort the dog out. I didn't, like, sort the dog out. <laughs> a bit of Sufilia now. Moving it on. Out. It's been a long Sunday. Necro? So, should we go to Necrophilia? Well, no, because he wasn't dead. <laughs> He fucking will be if he carries on yeah so so i did all that right and i got everything set up and we sat down and you've gone i oh, think you make me a coffee sorry so i think where was we serious subjects tongue in cheek yeah they do they do need to be approached with um a bit of humor because we don't we, we've got, in this in this country, I genuinely believe we've got a serious problem with not dealing with abuse, and especially abuse of children. Like, and it, we all know why. Nobody dare say. Like, it's, it's clearly obvious. The reason is because most people that are in power are all nonces. Maybe not all. That's probably a bit harsh to some of them. But it's a bit of a sweeping statement, isn't it? It is. <laughs> okay, so let me put it into some context. There's judges, there's doctors, there's lawyers, there's police. I think it's across all walks. Yeah, across all. Yeah, right across. And because the powerful, there's a lot of powerful people, like in, in government and within the um, 
not the fitness industry. What's the one where you do singing and acting and stuff? Entertainment. Entertainment industry, right? The the rich and the powerful are involved in that. So then it stuff gets swept under the carpet, and it always has. So I don't think enough people raise awareness of it. Anyway, we're fucking digressing a little bit, which is why I try and raise awareness of things. But sometimes when it's a really serious subject, you've got to do it in a bit of a joking manner. Yeah. Go on then. Well, no, I wasn't going to. I was just saying in general. Did you want to make a coffee first? Because I feel like you're not concentrating. No, it's Are you struggling? I just don't want to talk about abuse. No, I don't either. I don't. I don't. I work with victims of abuse. Awful, isn't it? What people are left with. But they need... People need to know... Well, survivors of abuse, I think it's a term. Yeah, right? survivors. They need to know, especially there's people out there who have survived it and not don't feel confident enough to raise, to stand up and say, it's really, it must be so hard. I mean, I don't know. I'm lucky. But it must be so hard to be able to stand up and say, I was abused. And I bet you see loads of people within your industry, don't you? I bet there's a massive link between abuse and mental health in adulthood. Well, there's lots of different mental health problems, isn't there? But, um, yeah. If the right support mechanisms aren't in place when, like, after an event, then that, that stays with people. I'm not saying that everyone... Like trauma. Who's... Traumas don't have to be, like abuse but any kind of trauma if you've not got the right support and the right the right interventions at the right time i'm not saying everyone who's been abused needs to come forward some people can't and that's fine like it but i know i just think there's a there's a massive problem that doesn't get and i'm not just talking about like sexual abuse i'm just talking about abuse in general yeah because there's so many different forms but I think we're really scared to talk about it. We're both professional people. And we're sat here recording the podcast and we're a little bit, mm, should we be talking about this? But mm. if we don't, I mean, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't there be a network for that? Because 50 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to talk about homosexuality. Or trans. Or any of the, the, the big Domestic subjects. Domestic violence wasn't even a thing, was it? Was it? years ago. I read the somewhere. Form. Did I read somewhere that it, was, it wasn't illegal to rape your wife until after the 90s? Mm, so it, wasn't, it, wasn't classed as, it wasn't classed as rape, she's wife. The 90s, not the 60s or the 30s. Fucking 90s. Yeah. And in, in the 60s, you could still get sectioned for being homosexual. Mm-hmm. You couldn't be in the army. I mean, this is this is shameful. I mean, I'm ex forces, and this is shameful. You couldn't be in the army if you were gay until the two thousands. Why though? <sighs> like, not every bloke fancies every woman, so not every bloke's going to fancy every bloke, are they? I think it's a really difficult subject. It's a <laughs> it's dangerous for us to get into this subject. But just because you've got someone that's gay doesn't automatically automatically mean that 
You can't see everybody of the same sex. No, no, of course not. And let's get let's just get one thing clear. I'm not homophobic. I've got friends that are gay. I've got friends that are gay. You have. I've got good friends that are gay. And I'll go out with them like socially, but it doesn't mean they fancy me or I'm gay or they're gay. Well, they are gay, but yeah, they are. Yeah, no, they are. But no, it doesn't. No, it shouldn't it shouldn't make any it shouldn't make any difference? But it did, and that's the thing. And as well, as we progress through through time, subjects seem to become in less and less taboo. Well, it goes a bit too far then, though, doesn't it? Because like. Me and you don't have like much of a filter, personally. Don't I mean? don't have a filter in at certain all. in certain circles. Like there is no off um, topic, is there? And other people struggle with that a little bit. But that's that comes down to coping, doesn't it? That comes down to working in the environments we've worked in. And you just, to work in them kind of environments, to work in a prison, to work in a, on a psychiatric unit, it's, you need, it's so high pressure and high and intense all the time. You need to have, you need to have a, a space where you can go and just say or do pretty much anything. Well, I think that's why a lot of those type of jobs, people do like drink a lot of alcohol or hmm. have massive blowouts. On a weekend, not like a whale, but I I tell stories to people <laughs> about when I was in the prison service. I'm sure they just sit there and go, "Didn't that happen. didn't happen?" And I'm like, I'm thinking, "Yeah, it, it, it did." Indeed. I'm not lying. I've never I've never made a story up. Never. I've told stories about when I was in the army, and I've told stories about when I was in the prison service, and I could sit, I could fill a whole podcast with it, but. It's, it's never untruthful. And the stuff you do in and the stuff that happens... It's surreal sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. You need to counterbalance that with something. And we do. We come home and we, we unload on each other. <laughs> we unload. We offload on each other. Well, we have that hours rule, don't we? Where that first hour when you get to a zone, and we've always done it, that first hour, you get through the door and it's whatever you need to talk about from the day. Obviously, yeah. Uh... Ten minutes of me, 50 minutes of you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, or, or there's nothing. We've had times where you get home from work and it's just, it's just quiet. and don't need, don't, don't want to talk about it. Don't, don't have the, the energy to offload. So just mm. sit and be quiet. And that's okay as well, isn't it? Like mm. we both know each other well enough to know when it's time to talk or if it's time just uh, when someone just needs a bit of, bit of quiet time and a bit of space. Sometimes you've got to put things to bed in your own head, haven't you, before mm. you share it. So, okay, so let's get down to what we really want to discuss this week. Dude! <laughs> Paul because, the trumpet player. Because... I think last week was really good and we kind of got a bit of an introduction to what we do. We spoke a little bit about mental health and working on a mental health ward. And we talked a lot about like severe, severe and enduring mental health issues. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that the term? But I think what I'd quite like to get into is how everyday people cope or how everyday people can improve their mental health. Um, because I was talking to my uh, friend I used to be in the prison service with last week and he kind of, we, we, we were talking a little bit about mental health. I'm lucky because I have you. Like you're a mental health nurse. You can recognize if I'm struggling. And I've been around long enough to know when you're having a bit of a shit day. But not everybody in society has that, do they? Not everybody in society recognizes. Well, that... I suppose like for some people, they can come home from work and if they've had a bit of a crappy day and they don't want to talk about it, it's like, what's up with you? What are you minded for? What are you quiet for? And then it's almost like they then become the problem. So then they don't want to talk about it because it's hard or it's difficult. But, yeah, mm. it can be misinterpreted as someone being, um, what I say to you? Like, not every mood I have is uh, revolves around you. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, but... and not everybody has somebody to come home to. Mm. Like, I know people, I've worked with people, I've got friends who live on their own, in, in, in a bed set on their own. And that's what they go. That's what they go home to. Never even got a gerbil. Don't even have a gerbil. No. <laughs> don't even have their nan's goldfish. So they just don't have anything. No. And they, them kind of people probably don't understand when they're struggling with their mental health. Probably don't even know. Not even understand when they're struggling with it. Don't know how to look after it. So we had a conversation earlier, didn't we? About um, and last week we said about mental health and physical health really are the same thing. You've got to look after both and you wouldn't go jumping off a brick wall because it wouldn't be good for your physical health. And we know that I spend a lot of time in the gym and eating healthy and trying to look after my body, which in turn looks after your physical health, but not everybody does that. And I think it's the same with mental health. So I guess you need to think, oh no, has that just moved? Mm. Is it okay? Yeah. Is it wonky? Yeah. Oh, I can't have it being wonky. So. Right, let's get it back on track. All right, let's have a little. So if you was a biscuit, <laughs> what kind of biscuit would you be? Not the one that everyone jizzes on in a circle. <laughs> in a what? In a have you ever heard of come on a biscuit? No. <laughs> You haven't fucking lived. Now, I've never played this game. Right, let's just get that straight now. I've never played this game. It was a bit of an urban legend. But there used to be a game. Myth. Urban Ur myth. Urban legend, same thing. No, myth. Well, whatever. But it was, a, it was a game they used to talk about, not that people in the army would do. It, like in public schools, boarding schools. Well, all the boys would sit around a biscuit and wank onto it. And whoever was last had to eat the biscuit. <laughs> you never heard of that? No. <laughs> what sort of biscuit was it? Hobnob, I would imagine. Like, it wouldn't be a rich tea, would you? <laughs> It'd be Ooh. fucking well soggy by the end. Be like a hobnob, be like, come on me again. Yeah. So if I was going to be a biscuit, um, I know what I'd be. 
What? I'd be a Viennese finger. Because you love me. You love Viennese fingers. Don't you? They're not my favourite. It's <laughs> <laughs> about fucking right then. <laughs> you don't like, don't like having them in your mouth for too long. So what's your favourite biscuit then? What biscuit would you be? I reckon I'd be a jammy dodger. Yeah, you fucking would. <laughs> Especially when it comes to paying for shit. <laughs> not not no, not a jammy dodger. One of them <laughs> What's them round the they're like a jammy dodger, but they've got cream in as well as jam. A creamy jammy dodger? No, they're called like a fox's cream. Oh yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Because jammy dodgers are fucking boring. You eat a you get a jammy dodger and you think, no, you get a jammy dodger, and you think, oh look, it's a jammy dodger, nice biscuit. And then you get chewing it, it's like boring because the jam's only in the very very middle. It doesn't go all into the no. edges. Whereas if you get a fox's cream, you get a bit of niceness from the very first bite with the cream and the jam. Everybody else who's watching this, if they want to leave a little comment below to let us know what biscuits they like, then we'll get a nice big long list of biscuits or whatever one wants and to why. be. Oh, and why? Okay, yeah. Not, not what biscuits they like, what biscuits they... It would be. Would be. Yeah, okay. And why? Yeah. So leave a comment of what biscuit you are and why. You'd be a Kit Kat. <laughs> why? Because I break easily. Because <laughs> no, you're tasty. So what relevance has that got to anything? Don't know, I just thought it'd be something to talk about. Better than pedophilia. We're not going to talk about that on this podcast. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Okay. No mention of abuse or pedophiles on this podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> no, please do. I'm not. Please. No. That's definitely, and it's going to be on a short as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. You gave me the sack. What, are you allowed to say cunt? I didn't say that. I said can't. Literally, a minute ago, we was talking about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> and you were in, you were in about... Did you just fart? Yeah. Oh, dude. So, mental health, right. So, I think from from your perspective as a mental health professional, my perspective of someone who needs to look after their mental health. We all need to look after our mental health. Just because I'm a mental health professional doesn't mean that I don't have to look after mine. No, you don't. But if if you give perspective of someone that needs to look after it, who's going to give the fucking professional perspective? Not me. What I'm saying is from professional perspective, what do what do people in general, I'm not saying everybody, when you think about what, what in general do you think people need to do to help their mental health be more positive? I suppose, yeah, we've got to talk from general terms. Yeah. Um, and I guess a bit of a disclaimer is a, a one size doesn't fit all. Professional, see? Professional perspective. Yeah. Professional. So I would say, looking from my perspective... Getting a good night's sleep. Bit of good kip, yeah. Yeah. Not kipping in the day. This was something that 
um, uh, a course I went on, they were talking about who all these people that were struggling from mental health issues, from depression and from anxiety, and they weren't sleeping and they were snoozing for two or three hours in a day. Oh, I just, I uh, just can't, I can't get on in a day. So I just have to get my head down on the sofa. Some people, if they're feeling unmotivated and unable to go out and can't concentrate, sleep's a good escape, isn't it? You can lose a few hours and if you're struggling to get through the day and it's, dif- you know, it's difficult, having a couple of hours away from that is a, a bit of an escape, isn't it? Gets, allows you to get through that day a bit quicker. But it's not, it's not good for you, is it? No. The majority of people don't go to sleep in the day unless you've got a six-week-old baby and you're absolutely knackered. Mm. So I think that's got to be a priority. So if... You stop farting. Now I can't sleep because you fart. You, keep, you wake me up. It's like smelling salts. So if someone... <laughs> Around. Oh, oh, no, don't do that. Don't, so, honestly. I'm going to have to burn a candle. So if... Um, so let's... So that's one thing, yeah? People need to be getting good sleep. Yeah, but what is good sleep? Hello. What is good sleep? Well, it, it, again, it varies from person to person. So, I don't know. I... Personally, I have to get a good eight hours kip a night. And if I don't, I'm a demon. I think eight hours is reasonable. But is eight hours reasonable if you're going to bed at midnight and getting up at eight? Yeah, it's fine. Unless you've got to be at work for eight, then that's not reasonable, is it? What about if you're going to bed at three and getting up whatever eight hours later is? <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Still eight hours. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. But if you've got to be up at seven to get your kids to school. It's not good. It's not, no. So, yeah, it depends on what you've... And if you work night shifts, you might go to bed at six in the morning or seven or eight in the morning and not get up till four in the afternoon. I suppose it depends on your function, doesn't it, in the day? I think it's hard to say a time, isn't it? It's just about living your life and knowing what you can... How, how well you can function. I, think, I couldn't go to bed at one o'clock every morning on a work day and get up at half five, six. Well, four and a half hours is no good. But some people can function on four and a half hours sleep quite easily. It's no good just being tired all day, though, is it? Because that doesn't help you at all. That doesn't help you feel motivated. That's not going to be good for your physical health as well as your mental health. Not if, you, not if you're dog tired. You're not going to have motivation. You're not going to... like Your get up and go is going to have gone, hasn't it? Mm-mm. So about nutrition then, how, how much does that play a part? Well, in your mood, mm. quite a bit. Like if you're eating um, poorly, then that's going to affect your physical health, which will affect your mental health. But there's lots of um, there's lots of evidence out there about good mood food. Lots of things. Oh, I like that. It's like a buzz term, that is Good it? mood food. Good mood food. So, yeah, eat yourself healthy, eat yourself well. So tell us some good mood foods. They're all It's all the boring stuff. So it's all anything that's high in anti-intoxidants, so your blueberries and all your, your red berries and your... Does that count if it's in a muffin? <laughs> yeah. Fucking love blueberry muffins. Oh no, I, I, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't. I'd rather so, have a, a jammy dodger than a muffin. So healthy shit then, basically. Yeah. And avoiding all the, um, like your donuts and your chips and your... But I think there's two ways to look at that, isn't there? Like, I've been eating 1,500 calories a day, which is pretty low, and not really any fun stuff. A little bit of shit here and there, but not any fun stuff, really. And it's fucking crap. Like, it's not enjoyable. And that can make you more miserable. It makes you a bit miserable. I, no, I don't think it does. I don't think it... I don't feel more miserable for eating that because I'm trying to achieve a goal. I don't know. When you have pizza on a Friday night, you're happy. I'm trying to I'm trying to achieve a goal. The goal I want to achieve is lose some weight. If I don't lose it, then I'll be miserable. But if you're not bothered about that side of it, then I would say people are going to be happier eating what they want to eat rather than eating good mood foods. Until it slows down your metabolism and it slows down and you feel heavy and sluggish. Yeah. So I would say then a balanced diet. If you're not if you're not worried about counting your macros and worrying about your your protein intake and just a balanced diet. You don't need to count your calories. You don't need to worry about that. You can eat donuts, you can eat cake, you can eat chips, you can eat pizza, but you need to be eating fresh fruit and veg and drinking plenty of water so you're hydrated and all the shit that you don't do. <laughs> But that's what I would say you need to be doing. I do do some of that You stuff. do. You don't eat fresh fruit and you don't drink a lot of water, but you do eat a lot of veg. I drink water in my coffee. Mm. And in juice. There's this massive misconception that you only you should only ever eat healthy if you're trying to get fit or lose weight. And I don't think you should. I think it doesn't matter. If people say, oh, there's no point. You had a salad yesterday and now you're eating a big fat pizza. Yeah, it's called balance. If you're trying to lose weight, that's different. Hmm. Because, I mean, look at what we had on, on Friday night. When we went out Friday night. Why did they put the calories on the menu? Fucking that's hell. That's just rude. So that that steak, well, they called it a steak, but it was like, it had bacon on it and cheese. And it was like an all-day breakfast. Yeah, it was. It was because it had bacon, beans, cheese, sauce, and chips. chips. That was, on its own, 1,100 calories. And then the pudding we had, on its own, was 1,000 calories. It was barely worth it. So 1,000 calories, you see the size of it? Yeah, with the, with the rum and coke, right, all together, what I sat and consumed on Friday night was 2,500 calories. In one sitting, right, that is 1,000 calories more than I should be having in a whole day for my goal that I'm trying to achieve. But you enjoyed it. I did really fucking enjoy it. And I'm not going to not have that, but I'm not going to have that every night. And I knew I was going to have quite a lot that night, so I didn't eat loads through the day. <laughs> so I weighed it up. You made a balanced and informed decision. Yeah. And if I'd gone, yeah, we'll go out for a meal, and you and the kids would all eat something nice, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to have a salad. That's a good mood. It makes the rest of us feel guilty then, doesn't it? No yeah. one wants to party people when you're going out for a meal. You may as well stay at home. See, so I think mood-wise, I'm not talking about weight or exercise or anything like that now. This isn't the fitness side of it. This is mental health side of nutrition. I would say that 
you need to just be having a balanced diet. Keeping hydrated is really, really important. I can't emphasize enough the importance of being well hydrated for your mental health, for your physical health, for, for everything. I drink water though, it just makes me pee. Yeah, that's good. Is it? Yeah. As long as you go to the toilet when you do it. I've had two kids. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what, what, what? Jump, jump on a trampoline, I get wet socks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, took the kids good tramp- for you, isn't it? We did took the kids trampoline and I was like, oh, I like this. Oh, no. I've got to the point with you now that before we go anywhere, I'll say it's like having a child. Have you been for a wee? <laughs> You'll be like, yeah, I've just gone. And we'll take Daisy Ray to drop off at gymnastics. We'll get halfway around our, our shop that we do every Tuesday. Right? Halfway around Aldi. And you'll be like, oh, I need a wee. <laughs> I need a wee. I do, though. Maybe but, I need to have a, an intervention from a urologist. Stop wearing a nappy. Well, I'm over 40. So, yeah, hydro- I think nutrition and hydration is, is really important. Good sleep's really important. What else? Remember to watch part two next Thursday to find out what else you can do to help improve your mental health right now.